All right. So I hit that live button. So we're live. Actually, I want to play this this banner here because I I think I paid for this. Let me let me put it on there. I got to use all the stuff, right? All the stuff. Why not? Cool. Thank you so much. Appreciate you coming on the show my, to my friend and my brother, Jason. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you been, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, so I know we were talking about just jumping into it. I don't want to just jump into it, man. So uh, I'm doing well. Um, I am, uh, you know, just trying to make it do what it do, as they say, you know, just trying to be out there living you. life and trying to make sure that this thing blows up, you know, and all that. So. I see you got the studio in the background there, man. Still mixing. Oh, yeah. This is where the, <laughs> this is where the music ma magic happens. This is where the music magic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So, thanks so much for coming on, man. I really, really appreciate it. I know that some people are going to uh, trickle in and all that along the way, but I really want to kind of jump into mm -hmm. the conversation here and just try to figure out what's going on with us young men here because I still consider us to be young, right? In our 40s, right? Um, yes. although I'm, a, I'm in my last year of being 40, man, in my forties. Right. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's right, a, just a little more seasoned. That's all. It's a little more seasoned. Yeah. I got, well, I, I got a lot of seasoning on me then. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, once again, thank you uh, for coming on, man. And, um, let's, let's just get into it, man. So you're, uh, you and I had both had some, had some, um, some devastating uh, medical issues that have happened to us, man. And it's an, it's an, it's a crazy thing to be, to grow up and realize that we're just as human as everyone else. You know, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. other people we see along the way, man, have had some, have some stuff happen to us. And now we're the, we're those people, right? We hear about our uncles and cousins growing up. Uh, this person had this and that person got this going on, but now we're, we're them, you know? Right. So I want to kind of talk to you about your, situation man your situation before we get into that just tell us a little bit about about yourself if you would please well my name is jason northley from barbary connecticut originally now i'm down i moved to me and my family moved down to orlando florida back in 2011 so we've been here for 11 years um musician uh composer songwriter um that's what I do on the music end. I play in a band as well. I play bass in a band. Um, as far as professionally, my job, I do security work. I've been in the security industry for over 25 plus years. Um, and, uh, you know, I love my work on both ends, professionally and professionally. <laughs> I consider my music professional as well. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's what I do. And, um, I like to exercise and work out and things like that, but we're gonna get that's the whole point of this whole conversation. So we're gonna talk that. Yeah. So I remember, man, the first time I saw you playing the bass. Did you always play? Did you always play? Uh, play? Because I no, kid, actually, I, I started out playing keyboard. Actually, no. Well, if we're gonna go all the way back, I started <laughs> playing drums when okay. I was really little, maybe between three ages three and five. Okay. I started playing drums at, at church, and I wanted to do that, so I started messing around, and then eventually I got later on in my teenage years, started playing keyboard, and then moved on to bass. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, so you always had a passion for music. Did it come easy for you? Because music doesn't come easy for me. So. Um. Well, I would say it did kind of come easy for me. Uh, on keyboard, which was kind of like really where I got the foundation of music. Um, I just started kind of messing around. I, I did get some training uh, in high school. I had piano class, but I also had um, another person that was teaching me some classical stuff. And um, so that's kind of like where I got my foundation. Um, and then, you know, later I really dove further into it. But um, 
So there, yeah, it kind of came easy to me, but it really came easy to me on bass. Like literally, I, I remember getting my bass on a Christmas, maybe when I was like 15, 15, 14, 15. And like that Christmas was on a Saturday. That following day, Sunday, I remember playing in church and everybody was like, what does happen? Like you're playing it like you've been playing for years. So it, it's yeah, I, I think just, I remember that. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> truly just a, a gift that just flourished out of nowhere. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I guess some people got it, some people don't, and I'm one of them that don't. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I want to have you on because you like like I said in, in you know we were talking before, you you had a traumatic uh a medical experience that just kind of recently happened. And I wanted to talk to the, to the young men out there, to men, to middle-aged men and younger men, because a lot of times we think that we're invincible and vulnerable when we're in our twenties and thirties. We don't think that, you know, we think that we own the world and nothing can happen to us. And the next thing you know, something happens to us. So could you tell us about what happened to you? Well, um, on, back on June 8th, I was hospitalized because I had a stroke. Now let me step back just a little bit prior to that. That was on June 8th was a Wednesday. So about four days prior on that Saturday was when the first, I guess you could say, first signs that I, I felt, but I didn't know what was going on. Um, I was on stage with my band. At the end of the night, I felt really weird. Like, I, I can't even really explain it other than it, was, no, it wasn't really nauseous. I just felt weird. I just, just felt like a weird feeling. And I turned around and I was facing my my um, base camp and I was kind of like leaning over on it, and I didn't know what was going on. I, I told um, one of the bandmates um, that I think I might need you to help me walk down the stairs because I was feeling weak. So um, I started walking a little bit and then I was fine. I was able to walk down the stairs myself, but I still had a weird feeling. So I sat at the table, drank some water, and um, after about 15 minutes, I was okay. And I drove home about 45 minutes home and what's fine everything was good um the following day well sunday i went to work everything was fine no yeah yeah i was everything was fine that monday woke you know oh, i'm sorry let me back up monday went to work came home everything was fine um so that was sunday monday woke up i felt a little dizzy or not dizzy i felt a little unbalanced as i walked to the bathroom to get you know get ready for it so I was able to get to work, ready for work, and they went fine. Came home, everything was good. So I wake up Tuesday morning. I felt the same way. Um, I woke up and went to you know get ready for work. I felt a little unbalanced, but then I felt fine after that. Went on to work, and then as the day was progressing, I was finding it hard to walk. So I'm like literally hiding from people, <laughs> just walking where everybody else was where nobody was at and kind of like, you know, hold on to the walls to kind of keep my balance. And I'm like, what is the, what's going on? And, um, and I'm going to step back just a little bit because at that moment, um, I thought it was my thyroid back in 2018. I had an issue with my thyroid that, um, I guess it became my doctor told me it became hyper or hyper or hypo. I figure which one it was, but it was one, not the one that causes uh, you to get bigger. It actually, I, it actually caused me to lose weight, which was weird because I was working out at that time. I was thinking, man, I'm killing it. Boy, I'm killing it. <laughs> but come to find out, um, it was my thyroid. And so it was causing me to lose weight. Um, but prior to me doing, getting on medication for that to regulate it, um, I was finding it hard to walk upstairs. So that Tuesday on June 7th, um, I thought of my thyroid. So I said, okay, when I get home, I'm just gonna take my thyroid medicine and be fine. So I was able to walk to the uh, my car. I was trying to hide from my friends. I was walking weird and um, able to drive home, no problem. And then, you know, I was walking around the kitchen a little bit. And my daughter was like, why are you walking like an old man? Cause I was kind of holding on to things as I was walking. And, um, ate dinner, everything, everything was good, and went to bed that night. Woke up the next morning to go to the, the bathroom and get ready for work and everything. I hit the floor. It's like, 
and oh, prior to that, I did take my thyroid medication, and clearly that wasn't it. So yeah, woke up that that Wednesday morning, and I couldn't walk. Um, I uh, I was able to get to my phone to kind of reach my phone. Um, I guess it wasn't. It was like a progressive thing. It wasn't like bam and like everything was what is or was at that moment or was like the days coming or hours coming. Um, so for me, it was it was a really weird experience because, um, well, I want to get out of myself because I want to pace it all a bit. But um, so anyways, yeah, I was I couldn't get off the floor. I, I was able to call my wife, Nicole, and tell her I need you. To come. She went to work. Tell her I need you to come back. We need to go to the emergency room. I don't know what's going on. And so she gets there. I still couldn't get up. Um, she had to help me get up into a uh, like an office chair that had wheels. And so she was able to push me to the uh, garage when we left. Um, at that moment, I believe I still had mo movement with my left arm. But um, so, anyways, we get to the to the emergency room. On the way there, even the ride was like crazy because I. Um, all the bumps and any any if she moved even not even extremely but just like like i'll do a, a turn that could be some even a little bit drastic not even much um i felt nauseous um and i was thinking okay i didn't eat and this was like probably like around nine or ten and i normally would have eaten by like 4 35 o'clock in the morning getting ready to work um so anyways um she got me something and then um I couldn't keep it down. I, I, was, I started feeling like, like I was going to throw up, and I did. As we're pulling into the emergency room, the uh, like into the parking lot, I started throwing up. And then so they get me inside, and they, they check me and everything. And then that's when they tell me I had a stroke while I was in the emergency room. So, but again, the strangest part about it for me was, well, I can't say I didn't feel anything because obviously I did. <laughs> Like I said, four days prior, I felt I that was the beginning of when I felt weird. I just thought it was something else. I thought it was my thyroid. So um, had I known, because um, you know I would have done something about sooner. But um, we're trained at my job to recognize certain things. You know, we we actually get involved with pretty much any kind of medical situation. So if somebody is dehydrated, somebody is whatever, uh, we deal with it. And as far as strokes, we're taught, you know, if they can't, we tell the person to lift their eyebrows, raise their eyebrows, uh, raise their hands up, uh, their arms up, um, or you see their face starting to droop a little bit. Um, those are signs of strokes. If they can't lift their hands, they can't lift their eyes, or they got slurred speech. Those are your common um, signs of stroke. For me, none of that happened. Not one thing. Um, from that Saturday, other than it felt a little weird to walk, but then I, like literally when I tried to walk, I was able to walk, but I felt as I was standing there, I felt like I couldn't walk, but then I, I was able to. So again, um, it wasn't until that Wednesday morning where, when, um, I actually tried to walk and I couldn't. Um, so for me, that, that was the, 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 you know, scariest part was like, man, well, how, even now, how will I know if I'm not having a stroke again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially you know if you don't mean? have the traditional signs and symptoms. So you said on the, on the Saturday before you, you just felt like you couldn't, you just felt a little weird, like you and you couldn't walk down the steps with your bandmate, right? Well, it's because I was kind of like like bent over on my equipment. I was like, I was like, man, I don't think I can walk. But then um, I started but, to walk and then I was fine. But no, no weakness or numbness in, in any of those limbs at nope. that time, right? Nope, nope. Did they say, did the doctor say that on that Wednesday when they finally diagnosed you, did, did they say when the stroke started or when it began or anything like that? Um, Not really. I told them the same thing that happened that I believe it started on third on uh, that Saturday. Hmm. And they said, well, actually, I'm sorry, they did say, they said between... 24 and 48 hours ago. So that, that would have been that Monday between Monday and Wednesday okay. is when it, you know, it was a progressive thing for me. It wasn't like, like I said, bam, everything just happened at once. No, it was, it was progressive, which was, I told him, I was like, really? And Nicole was like, I mean, of course she burst out in tears and everything, but 
Um, you know, it was, I told him, I, I was like, I didn't have none of the normal signs. He said, you're a different case. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's very comforting, right? I know. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so a lot of people don't know what a stroke is. Did, did they ex actually explain to you what happened, what the stroke yeah. is, and, and all that? Walk us through what that is. A stroke is when um, it happens in the brain, uh, generally. I think it can happen. No, I'm sorry. Let me not get into that. I was going to talk about blood clots. But basically, either a blood vessel can rupture or a blood clot can cause a blockage. For me, it was a, a blood clot. They said it was a blood clot that caused the blockage. Um, so as far as a, a rupturing blood vessel, um, your blood pressure, and this is from your blood pressure, and I'm sure there's other things that can cause anything, an aneurysm or something like that. Um, so when when a blood vessel bursts, obviously that air is not getting blood to your brain anymore. Depending on which side it happens on, it will um, you know affect the left or the right side. So for me, it was a blood clot that basic basically blocked up the blood from passing through. And um, matter of fact, they told me that my um, the veins of my neck. I forget what the veins are called, but there's like two main arteries that come up on both either side, I guess. Yeah. And so they said that um, one side was completely blocked. The other side was like almost all the way blocked. And so wow. I'm just like, they're just like, we don't even know how you're alive right now. Um, not to mention, let me step back a little bit. Oh my God. This happened because of my blood pressure was extremely high. How high, you may say? I'm laughing now because it's not funny. It's not a funny matter, but um, I'm just, I don't know. But anyways, they said when I arrived to the emergency room, my blood pressure, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I, <laughs> it's really not funny, but I, it's just, I don't know. Just well, out. you can laugh about it loud because you're still here to talk about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My blood pressure was 299 over like 150 or something like that absolutely ridiculous like now were you check were you not checking your blood pressure was that not something you did routinely pretty much yeah <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah okay that's what it was i mean i and and my wife she was want she was saying hey when's the last time you checked your blood pressure and i was like oh, that's, that's, you know like eh. and so because i i kind of was my doctor did prescribe me medication. He was telling me, you know, my blood pressure is creeping up. I need to watch it and take this medication. And I was like, eh. I said, uh, and I would ask him, you know, I want to do it the natural way, which is nothing wrong with doing it the natural way. But sometimes when you're going beyond a certain point, you got to do what you got to do. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's the bottom line, basically. Unless what were you? What were you I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I was saying, unless there's something out there naturally that I don't know about that can drastically you know, drop your blood pressure, but safely. Um, What's, what, what were you considering the natural way? Um, well, I've been reading up on a, a couple people like uh, Dr. Sebi. Not okay. sure you're familiar with him. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And other uh, naturalists like him. And, and uh, you know, I came across a few things, tried a few things, um, but it wasn't enough. So um, I wasn't, and then it became, I wasn't even doing that anymore. And so it was like, like really, I'll check my blood pressure and then this happened. So, so did you have any other, what they call comorbid comorbidities, right? Other, other problems, uh, diabetes or anything else like, like that? Did you have any of that? Um, at one point my doctor thought my, uh, blood sugar was, he said, they said I was pre-diabetic. So, however, since then I lost weight and now I'm nowhere near diabetic. I significantly dropped my numbers. Matter of fact, um, when I was in the hospital, they were giving me medication because my doctor said that I was um, pre-diabetic. So, um, but then they saw that my numbers, they were going lower, they were dropping lower. They weren't getting any worse. And they're like, why are we even checking your blood pressure, your blood sugar? And I was like, I don't know what they, that's what the doctor said that need, need to be done. And so um, they ended up stopped doing that. 
Yeah, you. I mean, the emergency room doctors, man. I mean, they, listen, they did the same thing to me, telling me I was pre-diabetic and all that kind of stuff. But when you do it, when you do the the blood sugar test, you're supposed to do it with, you know, on an empty stomach. So you can't right. you can't go you can't go off of that number. You can't go off. Of that right, right, man. Um, yeah. So Chris, my man, Chris uh, says that you're truly blessed, man. And I, I've never heard. What's up, Chris? Uh, I've never heard that you had. So, so, so the way it goes is, I think it's from the right side. The artery goes up into the brain, feeds the brain, and then the left side goes down back into the heart. You know, takes all the deoxygenated blood or blood that's been used, and then brings it back down to the heart. Gets, okay. gets pumped into the lungs, fresh oxygenated blood, then goes back up to the brain on the right. I think, I think it's right and left. I, I, that's what I think. So you're saying that one of those was blocked completely. Blocked <laughs> completely, yes. And the other one was, was almost all the way blocked. Um, now, that was at the time when I first got there. Then I went and did a CT scan and did an uh, MRI. Um, and then shortly after that, I, I think after they did the MRI, they said, your, your arteries are not blocked anymore. I was like, so is that normal? <laughs> Does it just unblock itself? <laughs> and they said, they said, it looks fine now. So I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> I want a road to recovery. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it was. Listen, I, you know, I, I don't know, but maybe it was. Maybe because there was so inf much inflammation that they were blocking itself off. Maybe to get rid of inflammation or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. All I know is they said it was completely blocked on one side, and the other, yeah, carotid artery. Yes, they were. Um, they said one side was completely blocked, and the other side was almost all blocked. So it's really a, truly a miracle that I'm I'm here right now today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I want to talk about about signs, about signs and symptoms, right? We want to help help the younger generation out there, try to, and even people our age, middle age, whatever, uh, to, to to really kind of kind of watch this. So before the that that Saturday before when you started feeling funny, were there any anything else that was going on? You didn't have any mem any memory loss, any shortness of breath, all this kind of. I know they ask you all these kind of questions, right? So is there anything that you could point to to say, yeah, you know what? I really should have been more mindful of watching that kind of kind of stuff you know what um not that i noticed so I, I can't say that there was nothing there at all because my blood pressure had been high for years literally years and just keep gradually going up it kept gradually creeping up um so maybe i wasn't in tune to my body um which is something that i strongly suggest that everybody do you know just sit still and kind of like fill out listen to your own body and, but we can get into that you know, shortly, but but um, I don't recall any signs. I didn't have any headaches. Never had headaches. Never had the normal what people say the normal symptoms are. Um, and I'm 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 gonna. I guess I can attribute it to. I have a, a high threshold for pain, so I don't normally. No, I shouldn't say I don't normally feel pain. If I bang my hand right now, I'm gonna feel it. But I never felt like um, a headache. Like I said, I never felt any type of a sign that I recognized and I was like, okay, something's wrong. I, I wasn't really a, okay, something's wrong type of person. I was just like, eh, shake it off and just keep moving. <laughs> so I probably did have some signs, but I wasn't listening to my own body. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't in tune to my own body unless it was like a hammer across the head. It almost had to be something extreme for me to really, like, like I said, I fell on the floor that day. I literally couldn't stand up. That was my extreme sign to make something happen. Go get the <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a problem going on. Here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so you're right, and paying attention to to one's body, I can definitely, definitely agree with that. I don't want you know, I don't want to make this about me, but I had the same experiences where I knew what I could do physically in the gym. I knew how much I could run. I knew how much I could lift. I knew how tired my body would get. And when that was off for me, I was like, there's a problem. There's a problem here. And, uh, you know, I had started having pain in my shoulders when I was working out and stuff. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't right. That's when I went to the hospital and people have heard the story and, and all that. I'm going to go into all that. But, but you got to be able to pay attention to your body. You got to be able to do that. You got to know what you can do and what you, what you can't do. Right. So I want to dig into a little bit about, about uh, going going into the past. Now you said you you've got your numbers under control, blood numbers. You've worked and you've been working out and losing weight and everything like that. But I can remember you were kind of my hero back in like two thousand. You said it was like two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen or so. 
uh, and you were, you had you had lost a ton of weight. You were working out, going to the gym. I mean, I think you came up. I mean, you were living down in Florida, but I think you came up, and I saw you. You were uh, you're at your mom, your parents' house, and you were about to go to the gym or something. I'm like, this dude's on a mission. He get up here for <laughs> he's up here for to, yeah. for, for for the holidays. I think it was like thing was like Thanksgiving or something. You up here and you're going yeah. to the gym. So so talk about talk about that time. I mean, what you were doing at that time. Okay, so what brought that about? Again, another something happened. Um, I was at work and we had like one of those screenings uh, where they check check you and they said, "Oh, your blood pressure is, is very high. You need to go to emergency room out there, like either right now or after you leave work." This and is 2014. Like, just, to be, just to be actually 2013 was when I actually happened, and 14 was where most of the weight loss happened. So, okay. so I was like, um, "Okay, I'll go out to work." I didn't go out to work. <laughs> I um, I went home and. I'm trying, I don't even think, I don't think I did anything. I just like, um, maybe I, I think I eventually went to the doctor and he, he said, we're putting you on medication. So, and I was, I was adamant against it. So I was like, I'm going to lose weight, determined to lose weight. So between the end of 13 into 14, um, I knew I was coming to Connecticut, um, sometime, whenever that, that time was, it was, a for some reason I came some event or whatever, but um, I wanted to have lost a, you know, a, a big amount of weight by then. It was six months at that point. So within that six months, I lost a hundred pounds. Mm. I went from like 317 to 217. And so, um, so, you know, everything was better than blood pressure, blood sugar, everything was good. And then we had cookouts and, you know, family gatherings and, you know, things happen. And <laughs> you backslid. <laughs> I found a way. <laughs> you found a way that you lost. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that is such a, that is such a, that, that is such a, a big thing that I think that I, I really want to kind of pause here for, for a second here and just talk about that because you had, you had some type of medical evaluation go on at your job right and they did the same thing at my job told me my my blood pressure was high come and text your numbers and all that and say you know do this after work you don't do it um and then whatever happens then you decide to to get to get on the on course and, and really make this thing happen lose the weight you lose 100 pounds and then we slide back right why do you think well let, let's let's take it one at a time why do you think that so many of us are reluctant to listen to the medical advice, whether we sit down in a chair at CVS, get our blood pressure taken, or we something happens, and we're like, oh, you know, I don't need a medication. Why do you think that that is such a, such a disconnect that we have, a problem that we have? Why do you think that is? Well, in part, I think age has part to do with it. The younger you are, as a young man, you know, just thinking I'm invincible. We may not say that, but you feel like it. Like, ah, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. We kind of have that I'll be all right mentality, and we just things kind of happen. You just kind of like go back into it. Well, I was I was I was fine when I was two hundred and seven or three hundred seventeen pounds, so I can I'll be all right. I don't even know if I thought that, but I'm just thinking. As the weight came back on, I was like, and I, I journaled all these things. I still have all my notes. Um, I just remember thinking, ah, one cheeseburger is not going to help. I'm not going to hurt. Mm. You know, if I eat this Thanksgiving plate. You know, like almost like a trough size, big gigantic plate. You know how we do sometimes. The trough, <laughs> small, medium, large, and trough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, we just we, we just overdo it, and right. it's like it just kind of came back and came back. But I, as far as the 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 why, again, I think it's just almost. I almost want to say carelessness because we're not even whether no matter what age you are, you just kind of just let things happen. And we will think, ah, I'll take care of it later. Or I'll, I'll get to the gym. You never go to the gym. I'll do this. I'll do that. You never do this or you do that. And eventually, you know, you, once you get to the point where things start happening to you, then it's like, ah, oh, you know, I should listen to myself. So unfortunately, I, I think it's a matter of that. We're just not really paying attention or we're not, doing things doing the right things to keep ourselves in order mm. so let's so so that's what happens when we don't when we don't listen but now 
you went from you lost the you lost the weight and i listen i've been on the journey too i remember when i um when i was 30 years old i was running uh i, I was kind of i went to really get back in shape and all that i was running i'd gone i was i was under 200 pounds for the first time and <laughs> i couldn't tell you mm -hmm. um and you know like you said you go to a cookout you have one cheeseburger think you can do it next thing you know the cheeseburger leads to a pizza leads to an ice cream leads to the trough size uh, uh thanksgiving plates um right. and so it's a slow progression back back how do you think that we should fight that how do you think we should fight that well i think you have to make a conscious effort and, and it has to be on purpose that you are trying to do better for yourself, for whoever your loved ones. But we'll start with your for yourself. You have to, I mean, looking back in retrospect, you have to look at yourself, think, okay, where am I gonna be in 10, 20 years from now? As a as a 20 year old, as a teenager for some people, at 20, 30 year old, think of well, how am I gonna be? What what does 40 look like? What does 50 look like? What does 60 look like? you have to consider and think about all these things um of course professionally you know whatever but for as far as your health um look at other people that may not have taken care of themselves as well and now they may be struggling to kind of get around or what they think they got a smorgasbord of medication to take um put yourself in their shoes do you want to be that way it's not it's not Will will that happen? It's it's gonna happen if you continue down a path that will that's not a healthy lifestyle. You're bound to get. I don't want to get too into conspiracy theories, um, <laughs> but the foods that are out there today that's readily available, and I'm talking about fast foods that are readily available, especially here. It's not like every other corner. There's a McDonald's. There's a Burger King, whatever. Um, you have again. You have to make a conscious effort to pass those places. And I, I'm sorry if you have sponsorship. I don't mean that. You know, I'm not telling you. No, I, I don't have any sponsorship. You can say that. <laughs> not saying, yet, anyway. <laughs> you can go there and get a nice glass of water and salad. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, it's it's best to you know take your take care of yourself at an early age, and continue on until you get into your mid your um midlife and and then your elderly life you know to stay healthy yeah um yeah that that's something i really really been 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 fighting with and i think that you're right that the younger that you are the less you're thinking along the lines of what it's going to be like when you, you know if you're in your 30s you're not thinking about what it's going to be like when you're in your 60s and i think that that's a hard that's a hard hurdle for all of us to deal with and I also think that you're right as far as the, the what the, what people are calling food deserts, right? Mm -hmm. um, particularly healthy foods, right? Um, right? The fruits and vegetables, right? So you can you can go anywhere, right? And and the the unhealthy stuff, right? The fried chickens and and you know the ho hos and ring dings cost so much less than you know an apple or you know salads, right? You go to a restaurant, you want a salad, it's going to cost you fifteen bucks, and the burger is going to cost you ten bucks or or whatever, you know. Yep. Um, so that that's certainly a problem. So you have to, we have to make conscious decisions, and really try. It's it's really about sticking to these decisions because you you were on the path, you know, to, to 2014, and eventually you fell off. I was on the path as well, and I, eventually I fell off. Right. So and so these things happen to us as a result of getting older, a result of the, of the decisions that we made. Right. What are you doing today, or what's what's your routine like? What's your eating like? What, what is your uh, workouts like today? Well um the stroke affected my left side um let me step back to talk a little about the stroke so when you have a stroke um if it if it's either going to affect your left the left part of your brain or the right part of your, i know it looks backwards to me <laughs> the left side of your brain or the right side of your brain um for me it happened on the right side of my brain it said towards the back which um i think the front part of your brain is your memory and that makes sense because you'll hear a lot of people that get into car accidents, they bang their head, they have memory loss, or they could have memory loss or amnesia of some type. So your memories are kept in the front of your brain. Your vision and other things are kept in the back of your brain. So this kind of happened like mid-back mid or something like that, they said. Um, 
And so I almost forgot why I said that. Um, oh, so it, the right side of the brain controls the left side of your body, and the right and the left side of your brain controls the right side of your body. So I lost function on the left side of my my body. Um, my left leg, foot, left arm. Um, and then they said, matter of fact, while I was in the emergency room, they said my face was starting to, to droop a little bit. And so um, I don't know if you can, you probably can't see it now because it's so much better now, but it's been two months. Um, but anyway, so um, <laughs> I forgot the question. Um, no, I'm just asking what, what, what you're doing today. How's your diet? What are you exercising? What's going on with that? Okay, so, um, oh, I said that because my exercise is limited. So I do what I can do. Uh, I am able to walk. I have this cane here. It's uh, what they call a quad cane because it has four, you know, bases to it. Um, so I walk around my house. I walk around outside, still getting that what cardio I can. Um, between that and I work out my uh, the left side. Um, I have little um, resistance bands and. Uh, I, you know, do what I can exercise wise. Um, <clears throat> besides that, totally changed my diet. Uh, fruits, vegetables, um, no more fried foods. Um, I did try chicken in the air air fryer, which was, it was good. It was, um, but I'm even having thoughts about that because of the way it cooks the chicken. It actually, actually uses radiation to cook it. And I'm like, um, well, that can't be good. <laughs> After a while, you know, you're eating chicken that's been have radiation beamed into it to cook it. Well, listen, there's nothing wrong with glowing in the dark. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm still thinking about that. Um, but anyways, so cut out all fried foods. Um, and this is something I did in 2014, too. I uh, was mostly drinking water, and that's what I'm doing now, uh, with the fruits and vegetables. Um smaller portions of course that's a big part for me it was a big part um i'm not really a big junk eater like i don't snack on chips and things like that like all the time um for me it was like sweets cakes um hostess cakes like you said the, the ring things and um i might as well have got stocked in hostess and uh debbie little debbie cakes and things like that but um it, th that was my weakness you know so between that and um, I cut all that stuff out. I mostly drink water and very rarely do I drink anything else um, just because I'm on a mission. So um, I, if I do drink something else, it's orange juice or something else that's vitamin C, um, what do you call it? Um, the water that, that 50 Cent has, um, I forget the name of it, but um, that's full of vitamin C, the, the dragon fruit one. And so, um, but like I said, mostly water, um, I cut out, I'm even trying to cut back on some of the meats. Um, some of the, the definitely red meat, I'm not really doing that. I haven't done that since this happened actually. Um, and, but mostly that's pretty much it. Smaller portions, what exercise I can do. Um, and, and so far, and so I was already starting to lose weight prior to this happening. Um. I, at my new starting level was at 292 and now I'm down to 245. So yes, vitamin water. That's it. Thank you, Marlene. Um, so I, um, so yeah, now I'm down to 245 and, um, so I'm trying to get as, as low as I need to, not as low as I want to. Um, as I said before, I went down to 217, but, um, I thought it was fine, but then I can wait back. Um, but anyway, so I plan to get down as far as I need to go to regulate my blood pressure. Now, since then, my blood pressure, like I said, that day in the emergency room was 299 over 150, which is absurd. Um, on a normal basis, a regular day, I could be just sitting. It would be in the 280s. Um, no, I'm sorry, that's 280s. I'm sorry, 180s. It's 180s. still like that now in the 180s? Oh, no. Oh, no, it's dropped. That, well, that's what my blood pressure will be when I would check it prior to this happening. Now, my my level, like if I don't take my medication or it's about time on medication, 
because now I check about every eight hours or, or sometimes in between that <laughs> because I take a medication like um, when I wake up eight hours after that and then when I go to bed. Um, so prior to the midday medication, I um, check it and it's about 240s, around 240s, no more than 250. And that's how I was really like, you know, don't try to do some exercise. Then it might be a little higher, but I'm like, oh, okay, I need to take a vacation. So it's coming down. It's definitely coming down. Um, so yeah. What's what's the plan? Well, let me ask you this first. Uh, is there what's the prognosis for you for you rec uh, recovering even more? I know that some stuff may be permanent. Is it well? Is it permanent? Will your left side get any better? What's the prognosis for that? It's getting better. It's getting better. Um, I'm able to, you know, move my left shoulder. It may look like it's on the right <laughs> to me, but it's my left shoulder. But uh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't move them evenly before. It was like one side moved, the other side wouldn't. Okay. Um, still working on my left hand. Still a little. I can move my fingers now. Couldn't do that at first. Got some wrist action going on. Um, but let's see. Let's about as high as I can get it. And that's pretty that's pretty high that you know I have therapists coming in, occupational therapists and um physical therapists to uh you know help me out in that area, just do exercise to assist with bringing back everything. Um because again going back to stroke when you have a stroke and it affects one side of your body, basically your brain is shutting down that side of your body to keep you alive. That's what it is. That's the aftermath of what happened to you. The a clot or aneurysm or, or a um, the bursting of the vein artery is what is the stroke. What caused or uh, the aftermath of it or, or what side it affects is that. So, um, yeah, my left leg, my left foot couldn't move it at all. Now I've got progress to the point where I can walk. Um, and this is two months. It's been two months since the 8th of uh, this month. Um, even when I, um, so I went to a rehab center, you know, which they, I was there for three weeks and they said the progress is tremendous and this, this type of thing doesn't happen all the time. Um, so I was like, well, thank God. <laughs> and, um, and so I, um, you know, and it's, I'm continuing to progress. I'm noticing little things here and day that are, that are coming back. And so sometimes I sit and think, well, this kind of happened over a four-day process, I guess. But um, well, why wasn't it four days for me to get, you know, everything to come back? I guess it doesn't work that way. It's it's a matter of um, your your muscles have to wake up. It's because your brain shut it down so you can stay alive. Um, but the waking up process is is definitely can take months and so on. Um, and some people don't get it back. Yeah. Um, and so, um, fortunately, thankful that, you know, everything is, is coming back. Um, it's only a few more things that need to come back, and then I, I'll now be somewhat normal, I guess you could say. I can still get around. I can still walk around. When I first came home, they actually you know, gave me a wheelchair, which I was in there for, like, three days. And I was like, forget this. I'm going to walk more. But since then, I haven't used it. I've been walking more. And working with my uh, therapist, and they said you don't need the wheelchair because you're, you're walking good, and um, you know just getting rid of little things here and there. I had a what they call a uh, an AFO. It's kind of like a leg brace, or or you know like you kind of put it in your shoe, or or just wear it around your your sock. And it keeps your foot from bending because, like I said, I had no control. The muscles were completely asleep. So just think, it's hard to think actually things that we take for granted, um, like just, just walking, just um, picking up a pencil, picking, you know, just doing simple things. We don't think when we do, we just do it. But for me, on the, on the recovery end, I had to consciously think, you know, they're telling me, like, for example, make a fist with both hands. And so your, your brain will tell you, your left hand, oh, you're supposed to be doing that too. So you know, I couldn't make a fist before. I couldn't move my finger at all. Um, and so they, they tell you in the recovery process, do everything, the mirror image of it. Um, same thing. So when I do my legs, I would march my legs in place. 
Oh, my feet up and down, do it with both legs so that your brain is telling your left side, we need to repair that, what happened there. So that's part of the recovery. Um, and there's plenty, anybody who's going through the situation, there's plenty of videos on YouTube, um, you know, test for everything from testing ways to actual therapy to help you get through this. And so, but anyways, yes, everything's coming back. And um, it did also affect my speech at first. I, I did have like a little slur or um, so. Thank God I got to the hospital just in time. So it didn't get any worse, you know, loss of vision, so we would lose the vision. Um, completely paralyzed permanently, you know, none of that happened. So um, everything is coming back. My speech, I mean, I think you can understand me pretty clearly. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every now and then, they, you know, tell me I might need to slow down because sometimes I, I, I speak fast. Okay. And then I might trip up a little word, bit of my words. So, but even now, um, and I, I wasn't sure why it's happening, but my tongue is on the left side is very cold. It's not cold to the touch, but it feels cold. Um, like almost like you know, what's you go to dentist and they numb your cheek or you numb your mouth. It's not numb, it's just cold to me. So um, but they told me that's gonna go away. Just keep talking. So like, okay, I'll just talk. <laughs> and um I'm sure you might be happy about that. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's beginning better as well. So, Good. but everything is, is coming back to hundred percent. So, what's the plan? What's the plan? Uh, and this is something I I think that we we really have to kind of kind of get to talk about going forward when people lose weight, get on track, get their lives together. What's the plan to sustain it once you get to the level you want to be at? Whether it's physically, where you can do the range of motions that you want to be able to do, and what's the plan for getting once you get to the weight, the blood pressure, your numbers? What's the plan to maintain that? Well, once I get to that level where my blood pressure has, has leveled out to a, a safe, you know, reading, um, I'm going to maintain it by continue to excuse me, continue to work out, continue to eat right, um, but. A person has to develop determination, willpower. You have to purposely push that plate away, purposely pass the, that junk food in the grocery store. You know, none of this has to, is by accident. You have to do make a conscious effort to cut out things out of your life and bring introduce things into your life that are more healthy. Um, that that's the bottom line. Basically, you have to consciously put in your mind that this is what I'm going to do. <clears throat> this is what I have to do because I don't want to end up in sick in some type of form or, you know, later down the road. It has to be a conscious effort. There's really no other way around that. Yeah. Yeah. Brother, I thank you, man. Thank you for your, for your words of wisdom, man. I'm, I'm wishing you the best as far as your road to recovery, man. Um, I, yeah, man. That's kind of what I want to talk about with that. So from there, let's talk about some good stuff here. Let's talk okay. about, um, uh, what's your, what's your feelings about uh, uh, the MCU, Star Wars, and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I talk about that. But... <laughs> well, since you brought it up, <laughs> got my little Star Wars toy there. Okay, got a little R two D two here. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, where I think it's headed, I think the TV series is in a better position than the movies. Um, I, I feel like the last three Star Wars movies kind of drifted off of the original intent by uh, George Lucas. Because um, anybody who's like a deep Star Wars fan that may have read some books, they would know that they changed the storyline completely after uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, Luke was supposed to have get married, have kids. He would eventually would have gone to the dark, dark side. His wife would have brought him back um, and so on. But they didn't do none of that they went in another direction so it was good it was okay it was it was nice to see the emperor come back in uh, episode nine but uh i think the tv series have been a lot better especially with the mandalorian and obi-wan definitely great writing great everything people great. didn't like obi-wan and they didn't they, they had a lot of uh, problems with uh reva the black the black reva. people yeah Listen, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought the I, I agree with you. I think that these TV shows have been much better. I've been I didn't like I think the last what was the last the last Jedi, whatever that was, whatever that right. Uh, that was, that was, 
Yeah, that was complete. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, they were sitting around smoking something. They were writing that. One. Who 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 greenlit this? You know, this is terrible. Um, so there's a new one coming out, Andor. Um, but I liked. I I think I liked the TV shows. I didn't like. I didn't like Boba Fett. I didn't like that. No. Well, yeah, that, I wasn't crazy about it. I actually think they 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 should have done better with the writing or done better with the show, because Boba Fett was like the first bounty hunter that we got to know in Star Wars. Yeah. So he should have had a killer story. Like, I don't mean literally, but like, you know, it was like just the, the baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy, whatever type yeah. attitude. But they seem to shift that over to the Mandalorian, which was cool, but Bubba Fett should have been that guy. It was like, and then his little appearance that showed up in what's it? Um, Bubba showed up in the Mandalorian he had like one spurt of like, oh shoot! He like came out of nowhere and like hitting people with a stick. And he was like doing his thing. Yeah. But um, overall, yeah, I like the uh, Mandalorian better than than both. That. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. With you. I've I've gotten to heated arguments stating that the best movie, uh, Star Wars movie, was um, oh geez, I can't even think of the name of it now. Uh. uh Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One was the best Star Wars movie. I, I actually agree. I, okay. I agree. Right. <laughs> um, it was the best Star Wars and, movie. Yeah. Well, I sort of agree. My, <laughs> my, my top three uh, out of the series is probably number episode three, where Anakin and um, Obi-Wan fought yeah. on Mustafar and everything. I don't mean to geek out, but I can go there. Um, <laughs> and then I will say Rogue One because we really got to see the connection prior to uh, A New Hope. Right. Like it literally ran like right to the moment where we first seen Vader yeah. and first seen the Stormtroopers in uh, A New Hope. That that kind of like really you know put pieces together that we didn't have before. So Rogue One is definitely like my next one in line from one of my favorites. Mm. Yep. Yeah, no, I, get, I agree with you. Episode three was, was a fantastic episode. That fight was... was yeah. It was good. It was good. Yeah. And everybody who watched the, the, the uh, Obi Wan saw another. We saw the fight again. Yeah. And he just he, listen. Anakin may be bad, but he, he got nothing on Obi Wan. Two times, man. <laughs> and he <Yeah>. was rusty. <laughs> and he was rusty. Right, right, right. He he gave it to him. He gave it to him. <laughs> um. So what's your what's your feelings about the MCU? What's your feelings about that? MCU. Um. Are you watching? Are you keeping up with that? Absolutely, I'm a big MCU <laughs> fan. Um, uh, I'm loving uh, the little series, the series that have been coming out. Eh, some of them kind of cannot really do with. It's like it didn't really progress the the uh, MCU universe any, any anymore. To me, it, it didn't seem like it. Um, but definitely like Loki, WandaVision, um, which led into Doctor Strange and some other things. I think you said you didn't like Doctor Strange. I, I, I didn't like Doctor Strange. I, I didn't like any of the TV shows. Only one I could tolerate was Falcon and Winter Soldier. I didn't like any of them. That was good. That was good. I, I, don't know, I don't know what they were thinking about when they did uh, Moonlight. I mean, Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah Moon Knight. Uh, I, 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 I'm well, completely lost. Like, yeah, what's the purpose of this? <laughs> they're introducing more characters that are going to lead into bigger characters. Moon Knight is a part of Bleed. They they have some association association together. There's a Blade movie coming out eventually. I think like and they got to do a better job pointing. They got to do a better job pointing in that direction. They got to. They're not. Hmm. I, I I don't know. I, I just I'm just not not seeing it. So. Well, if you saw the Eternals movie at the end of that, there was a scene where Blade actually spoke. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're leading up, but they're not like putting them right in there. I think now moving forward that the we got all this. Um, uh, universal stuff going on, or multi multiverse stuff going on. We're gonna see. I believe we're gonna see Blade soon show up. Before his own movie, I think we're gonna see him show up in somebody else's movie eventually. Hmm. And that's gonna happen pretty soon because I think Blade comes out the end of next year, probably yeah. November next year. So we're we're talking like either Ant Man or the the Marvels. Um, I forget what else. Just like. Three or four movies that are coming out prior to that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So th those. I mean, I'm looking forward to those. Um, 
That, that's it, man. I want to hold you up, man. So talk about your, your projects. You got some albums coming out and stuff? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have a new single coming out. I'm Like I said, I'm a musician uh, and I guess artist, too. I don't really feel artisty when it comes <laughs> to, um, you know, going out performing and everything like that. Typical artist type stuff. But I have music out. Um, this new single is called Cry No More, which is a song about I really dug deep into my imaginary side. Imagine or think about even your loved ones that have gone on and they've gone to heaven. Their first moments, the first things they experience when they get to heaven. That's what this song is about. So, um, you know, you can think about the ones that you lost and just take comfort in knowing that they're in a good place, that they're in a happy place and it's nothing but happy and joy and, you know, just good things. So that's what this song is called. It's called, uh, that's what this song is about. It's called Cry No More. Um, it's on my website. It'll be on all streaming platforms tomorrow or tonight at midnight. But it's available right now, if you want to get it right now, on my website, maestromovement.com. That's M-A-E-S-T-R-O movement.com. All one word. And just scroll down, you'll see it. So. I'll try to put that in there. In the chat box here, Maestro Move. Yep. MaestroMovement.com. You got it? Or I can type it in there. Uh, see, I, I think I got it here. Maestro. I hope I spelled it right. Let's see it pop up. Oh, that's the private chat. On the comment side, oh, I'm not logged in. I can't. Um, yeah, you did it right. Okay. Okay. So, um, so you and listen, you you were an award-winning artist, right, or award-nominated artist, right, or something. I was nominated for a uh, Gospel Award, Stellar Award, um, and actually, something I didn't even mention to you, I actually won. I'm a composer too, so I composed some music for a short film. That film has won <clears throat> has won some awards in Paris, in London, in New York, and a couple of other places. Um, so, as a composer, I, I won some awards as well. On an international level, so wow, man, you're all over the place, man. You gotta mention that stuff, man. It's good. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, man. Being so humble, man. Sometimes there's nothing wrong with telling telling who you is, who you is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's you know, even and it's funny because when I was in rehab, I had my laptop there and I was even working on music then, um, and so I never, I stopped for a short period, obviously. And then I got right back into it and kept producing and, and making music and winning awards. And, and you know, God's just presenting more opportunities to me and everything is, is good. You know, um, that's 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 actually very, very important. And I don't think we stressed that enough. It's having that goals, drives and purpose. Right. Because when I went through my thing, right, people go through the heart kind of situation. They actually they actually suffer from depression. And I actually had to go to counseling for that because you feel like you can't do what you used to do right your your ticker there is 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 whatever's going on with it so you really develop this form of depression and so you really have to have something to look forward to right so whether it's losing the weight whether it's working out getting back to where you were uh, completing your your mission going back to school or um uh, you know your music uh, you really have to have something to focus to it and, and build towards i don't think that that's stressed enough um, so it's good, you know, we got to deal with where we are right now, but you really have to have some kind of focus to, to, to keep you going and keep pushing. So, yeah, absolutely. That, that's really essential. <clears throat> so brother, listen, I thank you for coming on the show, man. I really, really appreciate it, man. To anyone out there, uh, who's going to watch this in the future, make sure you head over to maestromovement.com, support this brother, make sure you get his, his, his work, um, get his uh, single that's being dropped and any other singles that he's got going on, support him. Um, I thank you for coming on, uh, my friend and my brother. I appreciate it. Um, and take the words that he that he said. You know, we we sometimes we we start something, and we slip off the wagon, right? We we lose some weight and we we go right back to it. That's why I wanted to talk about that. We go we go back back to the weight that we had. Then we hit some medical wall or some kind of wall, and then it becomes an emergency. So don't wait till those those types of those times listen to some seasoned brothers who have gone through some situations some circumstances and get yourself right today eat right today don't wait for it to stroke a heart attack 
the medical emergency, start eating right today. I talk, I talk to my kids about this now. They're in their twenties. Start eating right today. Right. Um, start, start exercising, working out today, lose the weight today, watch your numbers today, take your blood pressure every day, do what you got to do, do it today before it becomes a medical emergency. That's where I really want to talk about. So I thank you for, for all that, man. Appreciate it, man. Not a problem. Thanks for having me on, man. All right, man. Don't hang up. I'm going to end the broadcast now. Thanks everyone. Much love and peace. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Oh, let me just say thanks to Zakia, Marlene, Chris, and everyone else who's going to comment and who's going to watch this in the future. Thank you so much.